Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey there, Senders. Welcome back to another episode of the Segment Podcast. This is episode 33 with my special guest, Cali Ratto Kid. But before we get into the show, I did want to always shout out to the supporters of the show. Special thank you to YT Industries, my recent supporter of the show. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that YT Industries is supporting the Segment YouTube channel and the Segment Podcast I just picked up the YT Jeff C Core 4 the other day, and I'm really excited to show you guys what that bike spec looks like, as well as taking it out to Sky Park this weekend. I'll be filming up there to show you guys its first rip around the park. Thank you so much to YT Industries. If you guys are in the shopping mood for a bike, consider YT when you're looking at bikes and specs. And if you do decide to, to purchase a YT bike, let me know, reach out to me. I should be able to see if I can get you a discount on the back end for your YT bike. If that's anything that would be helpful to you, I'm happy to make sure that I connect the dots to help you out on that. Next up is Tasco, Tasco MTB, the awesome shirt company. They are the makers of some great apparel, as you know. Uh, my favorite gloves are through Tasco, and right now my favorite mountain bike shorts are Tasco's Scout Shorts. They come in an array of different materials now. You can get them in the Phantom Series, which is nice for the summertime. They're breathable and they're light. Or the traditional Scout Shorts that are what we all love, but in multiple colors now. So thank you so much to Tasco for supporting the segment podcast and YouTube channel. If you click on the link in the description, you will automatically qualify for 15% off. It'll take you over to Tasco's website. And if you put anything into the box there and on checkout, you will automatically be qualified for 15% off your purchase there at Tesco. Next up is 7 IDP, 7 Intelligent Design Protection, mountain bike gear for both the male and female athletes. If you need any kind of protection or replacement of your knee pads or elbow pads, uh, consider taking a look at them and see what you think about their products. I currently ride all of their gear, their knee pads, elbow pads, and their helmet, and I love it all. They're very comfortable. Uh, the helmet that I'm running is a Carbon Fiber Project 23 Series helmet. It's a full-face DH-rated helmet, and I can actually ride it around here at my local trails, and I don't get overheated. It isn't too heavy. So consider taking a look. If you do see that you do like something there at 7protection.com, Use promo code SEGMENT and get 15% off your purchase. Again, that's promo code SEGMENT for 15% off your purchase. And lastly, thank you so much to Spy Optic for all the support for the channel. Spy Optic is going to be covering your eyes for your lifestyle wear as well as your sport wear. So take a look. Everything from you know lifestyle glasses to different styles of goggles for your mountain bike riding if you want to put some goggles on and you're going um, to a park you have such a variety of colors to choose from when it comes to the foundation goggles there with Spy Optic. And in the lifestyle, there is just an array of different types of glasses that could fit any of your lifestyle. If you do find something you like at Spy Optic, 
Shopify.com, you want to put in promo code SENDERS10. Again, that's SENDER10 and get 10% off of your purchase. All right, guys. Heading into the show, my special guest doesn't need that much of an introduction because he is the one and the only Colorado kid. Do one. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Segment Podcast. I'll be your host, Mark Hill, and today we have a special guest, and I'm so excited to bring him on. We have the one, the only, the magical Calirado Kid. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that beautiful man and that yes. beautiful mustache. Yes. Chat's already Cali- getting rowdy, by the way. We just got underway, and chat's getting rowdy. Let's settle down, guys. Settle yeah. down. Yeah, we already got MTB Rad Dad going, ooh, baby, baby. There he is. <laughs> Enlisted Trailheads is saying, uh, time for a moustache ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well well spelled. Well played there, Byron. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for being on the show tonight. I'm really excited to talk to you. I, I'm a big fan of your show. I love what you're doing. Everything from, you know, the trail work that you're doing to just the entertainment and the different angles of that you put videos together. It's all awesome. And I love it. And uh, thank you for being on the show tonight. Thanks, man. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I was surprised by the invite because only about three people watch my videos and uh, it's glad to know that uh, there's a fourth. Thank you, sir. That, that's right. Yeah. We're in the prime. We're in the prime number, prime number, <laughs> <laughs> man. It's going off already in the chats. Aiden Watson said sick hat. Yes. Colorado kid by Joey Yates on the show. Yeah, but show <laughs> guys, this is going to be pretty loose today. So if you guys want to just chat in some questions while we're talking, but we're going to really try to dive in and uh, get to know who the Colorado kid is. Um, so with that, if you've seen his stuff, you, you know that it's funny, it's positive. He's doing some great things for the mountain bike community, but um, who is the Colorado kid and how did he get onto the mountain bike scene? If you could take us back to where that started. I'm going to take you way, way back to about, I don't know, I guess about three years ago. And maybe even less than that, actually. It wasn't, I haven't been in the mountain bike game that long, actually. It's interesting, uh, you know, how that all comes about. But really what it took was a spark. And it took a spark from uh, probably a guy who got more people into mountain biking than anybody in history, BKXC, right? As soon as he got, you know, I grew up with uh, Brian. We're not going to talk about that. But the point is, like, as I started watching his videos and stuff, at some point in my you know, life, I was like, that actually looks really awesome. Maybe I'm going to jump into that. And I finally got a mountain bike and got into mountain biking and the rest is history. I mean, all it took was a spark from one person to kind of show you the way. And it was really interesting. You know, you think about what he's done and how many people he's got into the sport. And I was one of them. And I'm sure there's thousands and thousands of people that have gotten into mountain biking because of not just Brian, but a lot of mountain bike YouTubers that have gotten more and more popular. Uh, So that was the intro. I mean, just watching YouTube videos and then deciding to take action. Really, that's really what it was. And then jumping into mountain biking and, and seeing people creating content. And I was like, you know what? That looks like a lot of fun. And so I started doing that. And uh, and here I am now. Yeah, here I am now. A mountain biking I legend. I love it. I love it. One of my favorites, if you guys haven't had a chance to see it, I believe it lives on your Instagram, the Colorado Kid on Instagram. It's when you had a thousand followers and you posted up the autograph table. that was the best and to be able to draw the sign backwards i mean there was there definitely was a lot of effort in it and then you even made some comments on there you're like you know i hope you guys appreciate how much effort goes into this joke (laughs) i literally spent 30 minutes setting up a terrible joke and to get looked at awkwardly from my neighbors all right so let me set the scene on this i hit 1,000 followers on instagram which means nothing really i mean who cares right 
So my wife and kids were gone for the day for whatever it was. And so I go into the garage and I pull out a six foot table and I go out and fold it out in the front yard. And then I write a sign. Okay. I write a sign that says thousand followers and I tape it up and then I get the camera and I get a tripod and I get it all out front and I set it up. And then I realize that the words are backwards. So <laughs> I have to write another sign. I write two signs and there's still screw ups on the page. But so I set that up and I set up the camera to have the thousand subscribers in frame. And then I proceeded to sit there for 12 minutes in my front yard, <laughs> just like talking to imaginary neighbors and my real neighbors. I kid you not. I could see doors opening in the neighborhood. Just kind of, you know, how they peek out the, like yeah. just this screen door, you know, yeah. just looking at me like I'm an absolute maniac because I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there just like yelling at like nobody. And uh, I, to me, it was hilarious. And I, it was just, a, it was, a, it was on a whim. Like I didn't really put much thought into it other than I knew I was going to do it once I thought about it. And then it was like, let's go. That was the funniest dang thing. Cause I, it was like a live, I think it was like IG live <clears throat> and I'm, I'm looking at it, trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like, what, what, what is happening here? It was here? a slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, you know, like yeah. doing the autograph sign to like imaginary people. <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah. Was so it was fun. it was a slow burn. It started off real quiet. It was one of those situations where people logged in live and you could see the numbers come up and then go down real quick. So like, this isn't, this is <laughs> something I'm going to watch. Yeah, this isn't, I'm not going to like this one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's how yeah. that went. That was good stuff. So it's things like that that the Colorado Kid is doing. So make sure you guys are checking it out. And uh, one of the big reasons why I wanted him on the show, because he brings a breath of fresh air to mountain biking, because after all, it's all about fun. We're having a good time. And to go back to your intro into the mountain bike world, BKXE mm -hmm. was able to kind of motivate you to get on the bike. But were you already an outdoorsman before that? You know, it's funny because I was at one point, but I found myself kind of getting into a, not a rut in life. Like, rut sounds bad and, and devious and whatever else, right? I think what it was is I got in the habit of just getting home from work, sitting down, watching TV, doing, right? There was, there was not a lot of adventure happening at that point. And uh, I mean, it took that spark, but, and it was essentially the catalyst for everything else that happened basically up until this point, right? So getting back into mountain biking, you know, gave me that love for the outdoors again that i used to go camping and stuff with my parents when i was a kid and stuff i still liked being outdoors but i wasn't fully committed but once mm -hmm. i got back into mountain biking it just like boom opened up the floodgates right i went and bought a fishing rod bam i went and bought right. like at some point i was like i went and bought kayaks for the family i'm like let's go kayaking like bought new tents like out in adventure like non-stop hiking hiking bam 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 just as much as i can and now it's like just a pure obsession right you i never want to yeah. be in the house like i want to always want to be out on some sort of random adventure. Hey kids, we got the day off. We're going to the beach. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it was really the catalyst to adventure, I think. And like, I, I, I don't want to describe it as a gateway drug. All right, Mark, but you know, it could be <laughs> right. It's totally. that's the idea. It's yeah. like, it just, it, it gives you the spark you need to just get fully involved in something. And man, oh man, was it something that, uh, I mean, you could say it changed my life. I mean, look at me now. I'm gorgeous. Definitely. Wait, it has nothing to do with my looks though. No. I'm a little <laughs> bit tanner. Tanner. I'm Tanner than I used to be. Yeah. One of, one of the best looking men in the YouTube mountain bike scene, uh, Colorado kid. Yeah. But so when you, when you go back to that time and, you know, I think a lot of us get stuck in that, I don't know, rut's a hard word to say, but, you know, we go through college, we get a job, we get a family, and then time just starts to run out. Like you go from mm -hmm. having all this time to hardly having any time. And before you know it, you kind of put yourself into a couch corner and, uh, Thank goodness for folks like BKXE or, or people who are out there kind of motivating others to get on the bike. And I feel like the bike is one of those things that just helps you get back in tune with, 
you know, that 12 year old Colorado kid, like jump on the bike. It's going to be fun. There's lots of stuff to do. I feel like we're all grown up kids at this point. I mean, like how much more fun can it be to go? Like you think about when you were young and you would ride your bike to school. It was like the tool for your freedom. I told my son yeah. when I get, when I first got him his first bike, I'm like, you need to get the training wheels off this thing as soon as possible. Cause this is your key to freedom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you think about like the relationship we have with a bike throughout the course of our lives. And like, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I got on a tangent on that one, but no. the point is, yeah, it really is like something that kind of sticks with you your whole life and, and it never stops being fun. Like, especially if you know how to enjoy it the right way. That's always kind of one of the things I've really liked about not just mountain biking, but biking or whatever else in general, right? The idea that like you have a mountain bike and there's so many ways you can enjoy that mountain bike. It's not, there's no such thing as like, oh, you can only ride XC with this. You can only do enduro with this. You can only do jumps with this, like no matter what. And some people would say like, oh, that guy only jumps on his bike, you know what? But the point I think, no matter what, I think it's cool that everybody enjoys it in a different way. And it's so fun to see everyone's take on the same tool, essentially what is the same tool, right? Right, right. And just the different expressions of, of each person mm -hmm. and how they express themselves while they're out on that, on that tool, on that bike, yep. which is, uh, it's so cool to see everyone's so different and styles and everything. It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. We're so lucky to have it. And I think that with uh, COVID, a lot more people are able to take advantage of, of it. When, um, now, were you always in Northern California for your whole um, getting back into the bike experience? Has it all been up there? Yeah, so it's funny because uh, when I moved to Colorado, I grew up in the Sacramento. Well, not in the Sacramento area. I grew up in Fairfield, which is about 45 minutes south. We're going to talk regional. Nobody really cares. But anyways, uh, I grew up in the kind of Northern California area. And uh, I was, you know, I wasn't, I had a hardtail at one point. But it wasn't until I moved to Colorado where I was like, I, it's probably a good opportunity to learn how to snowboard. So when I got to Colorado, that was my priority. I would go like every other weekend with my buddy and I would learn, I learned how to snowboard in Colorado, but what kind of dumb dumb doesn't learn how to mountain bike while he's there too? Cause I sure <laughs> didn't. Uh, so what a waste because now like I take a road trip to Colorado and some of the best riding I've ever done in my life. You know what I mean? But I had a yeah. blast snowboarding and, and that, uh, that sense of adventure is the same in the sense that like, you know, you can take a lift up. So you don't really get that climbing feel that we get in mountain biking, which some people don't like anyways, but you take that lift up. And you've got one hell of a view that not a lot of people get to see, right? Like if right. you're up at 14,000 feet or wherever the peak is or wherever you're snowboarding at, and you just kind of, I always like to at the top of the lift, just sit for a second and just sit there and be like, you know, this is a very small percentage of people that ever get to see this. Cause do they ski? Do they snowboard? Pro, you know, like this is a small percentage of people. Totally. And then even then, like, so that was kind of fun. I learned how to snowboard in Colorado. And then, uh, I moved to LA for a couple years and then I finally got back to SAC and that's when I got into mountain biking. So yeah, I have been... My mountain bike career has existed in Northern California, but I've taken many road trips. I've ridden in Utah, I've ridden in Colorado, Arizona, you know, a bunch of other places. And uh, the more, the better. Like, I can't wait to hit the road. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's great. Things are opening back up, too, and uh, travel is great. And the mountain bike you can take almost everywhere, which is amazing. And every place is its own new experience. I mean, Sedona, it's like no other. You know, you go to where you are, it's like no other. Mm -hmm. um colorado obviously has a ton of stuff which is which is beautiful and then southern california has a lot um this is kind of off topic here but <laughs> it's caught my eye uh mtb rad dad is is popping something up here he says how does it feel to be the second best mtb youtuber who smokes meats <laughs> mark you want me to go on a rant right now because that's what's about to happen <laughs> Let's take, rad go dad, for it. <laughs> rad dad are you kidding me you got an easy bake oven for a smoker, all right? You got a, you got a, what is that thing called? A, a damn Traeger? Yeah, it's an easy bake oven. That's what it is, all right? You plug it in and you hit go, all right? I don't want to talk about that. 
you know what I'm going to do? I got, I got a lot of barbecue to do for my kid's birthday party this weekend. And it's stupid because most people just serve pizza. All right. Well, I'm not going to serve pizza. I'm going to spend hours and hours and hours barbecuing meat that no one's going to appreciate. You know why? Because I have a passion and I can't stop doing it. Brad dad, you better watch it. I'm the first best. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Rad Dad's popping in with the LOL. Then he said something here. He says, uh, I don't have one of those. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good to see you, Rad Dad. Thanks, that, right? thanks for stopping in, buddy. <laughs> I hope you got the beer I sent you. I think I saw some IG stories a moment ago, but I haven't had a chance to look at them. I've been talking with Mark. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We've been doing some good stuff. And here's something that might be along with uh, your travels. It says, uh, Joey Yates here, Mr. Pacific Yeti says, your voice is so captivating. Were you were you ever a field announcer for a triple a baseball team he says that's oddly specific joey yeah but guess what <laughs> yes i was yeah so seriously there, there's a, yeah so there, there's a there's a farm team that at the time here in sacramento was called Rayleigh field now it's something else you know sponsors come and go with, with stadiums these days and sure yeah. we'll get back to mountain biking don't worry but the uh there was a stadium called Rayleigh field and there was a team called the river cats that played there at the time they were a farm team for the a's now they're a farm team for the giants but they hired me on as the on-field MC, essentially like my first opportunity to do this sort of thing. And what that meant was I was the guy out on the field with a mic, you know, and I would do the sponsorships in between. I would help run the games in between innings and things like that. I had no clue what I was doing. No clue whatsoever. Just like what I'm doing right now. Right. But <laughs> so they had me on the field and, you know, the, the first day you start off with a script and they kind of give you a script to read. You're like, oh, Roseville Auto Mall, 13 cars. What are you, you got to read it. You know, by the second day, I had no script anymore. I was just going nuts, you know, and like it was the funnest thing. Like once they realized that I was all right, just let me roll. It turned out really good. So it was super fun. Uh, it was it was actually really interesting. I, I think I would have done it more if like it, the schedule wasn't so crazy. If you guys know anything about baseball, they're just games every day for some reason. I, who the hell knows why? Like you'd get a, you don't need that many games. All right. Lots, you don't. Lots and lots of games. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe it's just an excuse to do more barbecue for those games God, <laughs> and, man i can't keep up there's too many <laughs> debbie debbie's on the line here in the audience she says wait were we talking barbecue i'm hardcore barbecue don't even get propane near me low and slow debbie i'm <laughs> telling you i got an offset smoker i ordered from texas thing weighs about a thousand pounds i chop wood in the backyard every weekend to get the thing going it's a good old-fashioned stick burner and you know I, I, again i joke with rad dad i don't really care how people cook their food as long as they like it but there's something about the process I enjoy. Some, something about, you know, chopping the wood and managing the fire. It's, it's, it's a soothing experience. And you can take pride in the fact that when it comes out, that you, like you do, when you don't completely screw it up, you did, you did all right. You know what I mean? I can't say yeah. the same thing about my kids, but my barbecue, I can't, you know? <laughs> MTV Red Dad says, yep, I knew that would fire him up. <laughs> my dad. He, he was, he's goating you. Mr. Adam Miller was goating you. Yeah. So, Okay, so when you got into the mountain biking up in Sacktown, and what kind of mountain bike did you first jump on? Uh, so I didn't, I, okay, I'm not going to say that I know anything about bikes now, but I didn't, especially didn't know anything about bikes then. And uh, so what I did is I looked for a Bronson because at the time Brian Ooh. was riding a Bronson. I was like, well, I mean, again, that's a testament to the power of YouTube right there because like I had no clue, but I knew that Brian rode a Bronson. So it had to be at least decent, right? right. And little did I know that there was different versions of the Bronson. Uh, let alone like different suspensions. I, I thought it was one bike. Like at the time, right? I got a Bronson. I found a used Bronson on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or whatever it was, and I went and picked it up. But I, I got to know that there was different suspensions. I thought that was just here's a bike. There you go. Like no clue. And so uh, it worked out well. It was a 27.5, and um, it, it was more than capable. The first ride I ever went to was Tahoe, and if you know Tahoe, you're oh, up at gosh what seven thousand feet. 
Uh, I went up there for my first ride and just got destroyed, like Ooh. destroyed. Ooh. But, you know, once I finally got to a site, a, a place where you could descend, like it really the stoke set in. Right. And then it was like, yeah. all right, this is what it is. But yeah, at the time, like, uh, man, it was it was brutal. It was brutal. But, you know, it hooked me to the sport and uh, I had some fine adventures on that thing, several Tahoe trips and some other stuff. And then I kind of I rode a 29er and some other stuff. And I, I finally decided I needed a 29er. And that's how I ended up on the Yeti. And I've had the Yeti ever since. And, uh, you know, yeah. So there nice. you go. Is that <clears throat> Yeti SB 150 or? No, no, you're... it's a 5.5. It's an SB 5.5. Nice. And I had ridden the SB 6 in Colorado. I, I was uh, on a family trip and I did a downhill park up in Keystone and I rented an SB 6. And that thing was a hell of a machine. Like doing downhill, it just it felt amazing. And so I was like, I want that, but with 29 inch wheels. And so uh, it seemed to work out. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think that's what I got, kind of. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's been amazing. I got nothing to complain about. I've ridden yeah. several other bikes since then, and uh, they all feel good, but they don't feel anything like they don't feel like if I rode something that felt spectacularly different than what I had, I might be like, oh, I kind of want to get a new bike, but I have yet to do so. We got uh, <clears throat> Adam's trying to get you again here, MT Brad Dad, because of the whole Yeti thing. He says, I didn't know that Joe was a dentist. Dude, you can, I mean, like, obviously, <laughs> that's a great, like, I still love that. But, like, but when you're looking at specialized making a Levo for $15,000, I think we're out of the range of that joke now. You know, Ooh, like, come on. Yeah. $15,000? I know. I don't, don't, don't want to talk about that. We'll get it. We'll be talking about it all night, but $15,000. <laughs> Yeah, and you see him out there, and you're like, "Holy cow!" There's one. There's another one. There's another uh, one. What the there's heck? endless amounts of money in the world, and I don't have any of it. What the <laughs> hell happened here? Damn it! <laughs> well, well, then speaking of like your past past careers, I know that you're you know you're set up really well with the audio and the visuals and everything, and you have this great viewpoint from which you tell stories from. Were you you were talking about? Uh, I think you were telling me you were once a broadcaster or. A, broadcaster or broadcast director or well i've got a storied past in the broadcast industry and uh, i was only on air for a short amount of time realistically the way it started i was in college i needed a few extra bucks so i thought you know to me radio like it was awesome like there's still mystery behind it now i know everything about it so but it's still a fun industry to be in but at the time i was like i just want to get in there so i worked in promotions which is you know you go out to concerts and events and you set up tents and i was never on the audio side at the time but then I was just like, I found out I had a natural knack for equipment. And so like, I've always been a tech guy anyways, right? With gaming machines and Xbox and PC. Like I was always, like, so I kind of had a natural knack anyways. And so I eventually worked my way into broadcast engineering, which broadcast engineering is essentially the building, maintaining of, of we're the guys who make radio work. Like, you know what I mean? Like wow. we put in a new liquid cooled transmitter the other day, which is, you know, $150,000 rig that you got to throw up and hook up to Lord. an antenna system. I'm finishing out some studio builds right now. And so I've had a history in audio. The video stuff is com not completely new because in college I did some video work, but I, I, I was never a high-level production guy with video whatsoever, especially with this live streaming tech that I've been playing around with. This is all self-taught, man. I, I, I mean, what can you do? You got a YouTube at your disposal, and you can go in and, and look at uh, videos and figure out how to work stuff. That's really, that's really the gist of everything. And then I, the, just the natural knack of being able to troubleshoot helps me, right? Like yeah. I, if something goes wrong, I can kind of I can <clears throat> narrow it down. Like that's, that's my specialty. That's really cool. That's really cool that you have all that ability. Um, we have uh, Debbie here. She is uh, in the producer side and she recognizes your mic. She, she says he's got the beast 
the beast best. broadcast oh best broadcast yeah mic well it's a, yeah because this is a re20 it's uh it's ev mics make or ev makes it and uh for the low end and your look we could talk tech all day the low end in your voice this uh re20 is pretty spectacular yeah wow. it's, there's no question man look at that debbie debbie calling out the equipment there she knows that's right that's, that's awesome. right. That's that's awesome. So, okay, Colorado kid, when we talk about trails and we talk about things that you're doing in the area, I've seen a ton of great things um, from you with trail advocacy. And are you on any associations up there in that area for trail for trail work or anything? These guys wouldn't dare invite me to to their parties. You know, <laughs> like God, I would never shut up. Like, but that being said, I'm friends with a lot of them now, and it's funny how that happened because when you first start riding, like you don't know anything. I didn't know anything about the sport. I don't know anything about how trails get built. I don't know anything about anything, right? And so, over time, it's turned into this like fun adventure of not only meeting people that help make these things happen but being able to contribute right and so the only reason i did my first official trail day was my buddy todd who is now known as todd the saw which is probably the greatest achievement in my channel by the way we were talking the other day i was like no matter what i accomplished with this channel the fact that everyone refers to you as todd the saw is probably the greatest thing that will ever come out of this calorado kid youtube page so fun but the point is, he shot me a message. He texted me. He was like, hey, man, there's a trail build day going on tomorrow. Fat Track's putting it on. And uh, I was like, yeah, my schedule's free. I'm coming. And so I was like, I brought loads of camera gear. I was like, I'm going to shoot a video, too. That sounds like a great time. And these guys all look at me like I'm a maniac. Because at this point, like Ryan from Fat Track and some of these other guys, Matt, and stuff, they don't know who the hell I am. I just show up with a ton of gear, a drone, a bunch of other stuff. They're like, who is this guy? You know? <laughs> and they probably looked at my channel. They're like, he's only got like a thousand subscribers or something, right? Like, it's just super stupid. But doing that day and learning how to build and 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 seeing what it takes and we had the, they had two crews working that day it was pretty interesting because wow. you had you had two volunteer groups pushing from both directions to build a trail in a day like i mean there's still refinement that needs to happen and as i learned how to how the clearing needs to take place and and all that stuff but it was it was amazing so i ended up doing another uh day with bike some we did an educational dig day and that was super cool because they spent a little bit more time kind of fine-tuning like drainage and I don't understand that. And then, you know, we did another one with MTV NorCal. So uh, the build days are super interesting. And I, I, I like every aspect of the sport I've discovered because that was as fun to me as riding, like just getting wow. out there and building. And I don't know if, if you guys haven't done build days. I'm telling you right now, it's just as fun as riding. And maybe you have to have a different type of mentality like I do. I don't know. But uh, it was fun because you get to hang out with your friends and you get yeah. to contribute to a sport that you love. And like. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And then when you get to see people writing the finished work, I mean, that's satisfying, you know, see people having a good time. Uh, and yeah, writing but, on can there. I, but can I say something? All right. Like I got featured on the news because of that video. All right. And, yes. uh, and you don't want to know what happened. Okay. I sent them the video cause they wanted a video footage for the, so they could overlay over the interview. And you know what happened? All the footage was of Kyle riding. <laughs> that son of a bitch unprofessional Kyle, Kyle. <laughs> god and so now everybody thinks I'm a, a buffoon when it comes to riding a bike like I would have been shredding sick I would have making dope faces at the camera like it would have been like you know instead I have a slow motion shot of him bunny hopping over nothing like it was <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's the biggest regret of my life but it's up there right it's up there there's here's footage I'm gonna, of the Colorado I'll, kid right now <laughs> I want you to get me this clip later and I'm going to send it to him. All right. We're going to have to get that clip and put it on, uh, put it on the Colorado kids Instagram there. So we, we can, 
we can tag Kyle on there. Say this is Kyle. This Freaking is unprofessional Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you're, and you're the one that had to show up for, for the media shoot, right? So what was that like four 30 in the morning? Cause it was dark. Oh yeah. It was early. You want to know a behind the scenes story on that one too? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I meant to, uh, I was actually going to shoot a small video of that because uh, I thought it'd be a cool little piece to put on the YouTube channel. But Marcus Allen is, uh, turns out to be really interesting and he's, uh, he's involved in several films. He's produced four films so far. He's working on more films. And so, him and I just really ended up started talking about like Hollywood and like how that all functioned and worked. So instead of me like pulling out my camera and stuff, I, we ended up just talking a lot of the time between breaks because we would do an, er, an early hit and you know, 15 minutes in between the next hit and tease and all this stuff. And so we did a bunch of stuff that morning, but the highlight of that was when uh, the actual station, if I found out later, cause somebody captured this for me, but on the screen, it said, uh, you know, in the, on the lower thirds, the ticker down below, it said like professional mountain bike rider. Colorado kid and i was like yeah yes yes finally so i've so that's that's my you know if i'm gonna make a t-shirt i'm probably gonna put that on there like Colorado kid pro perfect professional mountain bike rider i mean mm -hmm. it's there but after after the broadcast happened because we were using our lights because it was so dark out there uh i went to go start my truck my truck uh, battery was dead so, oh because you yeah. used lights on your truck to light up yeah. the the stage, yeah. so to speak. Oh God, yeah. So I had a, a, some random dude drove by coming into the state park that like was <laughs> nice enough to pull over and jump me because I had something. I literally had something somewhere to be at like a half hour after the broadcast. I knew I had was going to be tight, and my battery died. Oh my gosh, man! But I made it. I made it. So it, was Marcus Allen on set out there with you guys, or was he was he in the studio talking to you guys? No, no, no. He was out there with me. Yeah, we were both oh. on scene. Yep. Oh, that's very cool. That's yep. very cool. For those of you who remember Marcus Allen, he was the running back for the Oakland Raiders, I believe, number 30. No, no, no. Different 32? Mark Different Mark S. Allen. Yeah, there is. That's oh, a good point. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Different Mark S. <laughs> Allen. Yes, yes. Good good trivia, yeah. though. I like it. Yeah. Yes, yes. So not that guy, but the other guy. <laughs> yeah, the other guy. Yeah, the, the other guy. guy. So it's awesome. The, the equally famous guy, all right? Let's take it easy. Yeah. Yes, equally famous guy. Um, so you do a lot of great things for the community mountain biking. And what you also did this big thing called Dirt Days here recently. Tell us a little bit about what that was. What What is it? Because that was a big event. Yeah, it was huge. Now, I didn't. Okay, so here's, here's what it is. Um, you know, MTB NorCal is a local riding group here in Sacramento. And they're a lot more than that now. I think when they first started, they were just an Instagram group. Basically like, ah, we're MTB NorCal. We're going to do group rides. And it started as a simple concept. Well, I was pretty, I was there pretty early on. I found out about a group ride they were doing. I showed up. I was pretty quiet. I was still pretty new to the sport. Uh, that was not the case on the second ride we did. It was a lot louder and uh, more boisterous. And we started talking. And, and so the formation of what they were doing was pretty incredible because uh, really, essentially, the idea was, uh, and, you know, I don't know that it was like that from the beginning, but the idea now and, and, and really since then has been to generate revenue for local trail uh, organizations, right? Hmm. And so when they do T-shirts, the funds go towards uh, trail organizations like Fat Track or Bonk or Hats and all that stuff, all those things. So that has all been a giant culmination over the course of a year is like building this giant, giant community. And they'll do mandatory Monday group rides where you got 40, 50 people showing up and wow. this and that and this and that. And so when they when they organize these giant group rides, I think a spark hit in their head and they realized like that there was something happening here. And so they were able to put together this event called Dirt Days. And that happened uh, on May 8th. And uh, I'm working on the video for that right now, but it, it was a huge event. We're talking vendors, specialized Rocky Mountain bikes. Um, I mean, tons of tons of vendors, tons of bike demos. Um, <clears throat> you know, Velocirax was out there. They were giving away huge raffle prizes. Now, from my understanding, what they did also was um, 
instead of having people pay to have like say a booth they would normally pay for the booth space they were just required to donate something for the like that was equal to the price of the whatever the booth would have been so that way everything they raffled off was given towards local trail organizations and the event was huge jam-packed with people everybody was stoked it was you guys are going to see when this video drops like how cool it was it was amazing and not only that it was a mountain bike event that happened in 2021 which is almost unheard of at this point um but an absolutely huge event huge raffle prizes group rides clinics all this stuff and it's it's you have to tip your hat to what they pulled off and uh, like i said when you see this video drop you'll you'll really see what it was and they ended up raising at least over four thousand dollars for local trail organizations bonk and fat track so i mean just seeing the contributions and and they're already planning 2022 at this point. Like it, it was a huge success in every stretch of the word. And I had camped with them the night before we camped down at the lake. And then we just kind of came up the next morning and they were doing setup and all that stuff. And uh, I told them the night before we we're sitting by the fire and I was like, this is going to work guys. Like, and they already knew this, but I wasn't preaching to them or anything, but I was like, I'm telling you right now, people can't wait to get outside and people love hanging out and riding bike, mountain bikes together. It's like the winning formula. And so totally. thousands of people showed up to this event and it was, uh, it was something special, man. We haven't seen anything like that for a while. So, and it was the first of its kind for them. So they learned a lot, but it's the craziest part was that it went over well it, and it was smooth. Like you know, no complaints from nobody in the crowd. Like it was, a, it was just joyous like the whole time, which is crazy. Normally there's some, something, something wrong, but everything just seemed to go right. You know? That's great. I feel like right now too, it's perfect timing because everyone's just starting to come out of the whole COVID situation where, you know, they've been cooped up, they've been afraid. And now people are like out and about and they're, they've been hungry for this type of bonding with their fellow human and and more specific fellow mountain biker, which is awesome. Everyone's going for the same thing. Uh, We got a ride on from John W right here. He says, yeah, Aaron Bernstein. He says uh, different dirt days. Uh, they're talking about digging when we're talking about uh, digging up yep. down this way. Yep. Um, Aaron Bernstein also saying that uh, building is the other side of the sport, creating builds confidence. We got another one here. Uh, the captain's cog MTBX. I'm watching in line from Knott's Berry Farm. Dude, thank you so much. From what what line are you in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're gonna go for the log ride, or what? You better put your phone away. I hope it's. I don't the, know if they uh, have a log ride there or not. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's the uh, Montezuma's Revenge, right? That's the oh, big one. Oh God! Yeah. Oh wait, is that, that that's that's poop? That's when you have the <laughs> yeah. runs, isn't it? Do they yeah, really name a ride after that? Yeah, because it goes. Uh, I think it what goes. What the straight. hell is wrong with them? <laughs> it goes straight out into a loop, up vertical, and then comes backwards the same the same direction. Convince my wife. Well, yeah, we're gonna go ride that ride <laughs> named after Hot Caca. Yeah, that's gonna go over real well. <laughs> yeah, where to go? Not very farm. Okay, here he goes. He, he here he is. He's in line for. Uh, Sierra Sidewinder. Ooh, that's got to be awesome. Man, <laughs> he, he already did the log ride here, it says. <laughs> oh, okay, good, <laughs> good. the log ride. Well, yeah, the log ride comes before Montezuma's Revenge. We all know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a poop joke. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Ian Kelly, you're one of the mountain bikers in the squad, says, what's uh Mark and Joe? Hey, everyone. Happy hump day. What's up, so, Ian? Good to see you, man. We got uh, we got a lot of folks in the audience. This is great. So talking about trails, talking about uh, trail advocacy and all the great things that you're doing up there. I, I love it. I did see a clip of you doing something for it looked like a trail thing as well. You had like raffle tickets in your hands and you were you were there with your family. Well, tell us what was that all about? 
Yeah, I mean, I think right now, uh, especially around this area, it, it is the age of the bike park. I mean, it is. It's like it's like uh, some superhero movie when like the the camera pans out and it's just a field full of bike parks. You know, and I'm t- that that probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But right now, every single bike park in the area and every 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 city is trying to build a bike park, and it's really awesome. Like so. Auburn Bike Park is a it's a place I've filmed several videos at. Uh, we've talked directly with them in, on several occasions. They're already in the midst of phase two expansion. And so they did a one year celebration this weekend. So I brought the kids out and we just did some pump track stuff and hung out and bought some swag. And that all goes towards the trail there that they're building. And uh, it's a great spot. And it's like, like even if, you know, we're we just go out on like a Thursday or Friday night with some buds and hang out and do some uh, pump track stuff and run the dual slalom course. It's such a cool hang because there's not a lot of downtime because you can go up, go down, go up, go down. It's not like you get separated by climbs. And so they've got, in fact, tonight, the Fair Oaks Bike Park is having a big meeting and they're trying to get an expansion going on to the Fair Oaks Bike Park. Rockland's trying to build a bike park. So Elk, there's just all this stuff going on. And uh, again, you can't help but learn about it once you're in the community and you talk to people. And it's and it's like, how could anybody not want to do that? Because uh, it's awesome for kids. It's awesome for adults. And it's like better than a tennis court. You know what I mean? Totally. So Stupid good for the family. <laughs> yeah, those, I was a tennis. Well, I was a tennis legend when I was growing up too, man. I got a box full of trophies. I still see? don't play tennis though. Right. Just like a flat. I mean, you know, it's great if you want to play it, but gosh, if you can have less, maybe more mountain bike parks, uh, we got yeah. a lot of tennis courts out there, but uh, more, more parks. Speaking of parks, there was one that you were really advocating for. You were saying, you know, right into, and we had something similar down here with a place called Greer Ranch. Yeah, um, but you had something up there as well. What was that one? Yeah, before we get to that, I want to tell you, Captain's Cog. Here's what I want you to do. By the way, I want you to get on the ride. I want you to somehow get somebody to take a picture of you on the ride watching this live stream. And then oh if you're God, gonna do it, awesome. if you're gonna do it, I want you to tell me when because I'm gonna make a fit. We're gonna both make faces like we're on the roller coaster with you. Okay, <laughs> yeah, like- but you gotta confirm because we're gonna. We're going to be like that, all right? But you got to tell us when, and somebody's got to take a picture of it. We, I know we should have pre-planned this, but if we do, you let me know, all right? We'll do it. If not, we'll just look really stupid, but that's fine. So, <laughs> we can yeah, still so, do a screenshot for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I look stupid anyway, so it's fine. So, yeah, uh, out in uh, out in Granite Bay, which is Folsom Lake, technically, my, my understanding, it's a you know, state property. You know, and it's a, They have a huge network of trail systems. In fact, I was riding out there with Kyle on uh, Monday. We decided to go out for a couple hours and do some rock rolling sessions. I've done a couple videos out there the rock rolls of granite bay mm. it's just an infinite playground crisscrossing pass you get lost back there uh one of the little divergent paths led to led to a jump park that's been in existence for years and years from my understanding and so like uh, you know i'm not good at jumps but i love just hanging out and watch people jump or whatever like again we talk about the different ways to enjoy the same sport and i love every aspect of it like i would never say that somebody's dumb for doing whatever so these guys would come back there and have a blast and so recently they, you know, the Folsom, I don't know if it's Folsom Lake or the uh, state park division or whatever it was. They had some environmentalists say that the, it was causing damage to the environment. So they brought bulldozers in and oh, bulldozed the jump park, like literally just ripped the whole place apart. And uh, I could tell you before and after pictures, it looks a lot less serene now than it did before. God. And so, yeah, the jump park got cleared out. And I, again, like you have to look at both sides of the story, like with people getting injured back there and stuff and they're having the liability to haul them out. I don't know how that all works, right? I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I get that it's illegal building. So it's like, yeah, okay, on one side, you get it. On the other side, you know, you had 800, 900,000 plus comments within, you know, a few days on that post and all of them were not 
kind to the state park, right? So right. Um, and there, there's a community that formed around it. And at the and here's here's my general thought, and I haven't really said a lot of it publicly, but my general thought is that despite the fact that it happened and it sucks, uh, I think something good's going to come out of it. And I think what it will be is that people will be a little bit more educated as to what, um, you know, what it takes to build it legally and, and who to get involved with and who to talk to. And, and you know, if it took, you know, that, I don't know, it's, I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm not a smart yeah. guy. Don't listen to what I say, but I'm just saying that the, the silver lining is that there is more education in the community than there was before, I think. <laughs> and even from my perspective, I know more about what's going on out here now because that happened. So it's it's been a spark and uh there's doing a big group ride on saturday uh kind of like a you know like a protest ride essentially and you know all this stuff so it's it's what it's done is is cemented the community and it's it's brought them even more together so it's like you know it's like what's that thing some movie where it's like if you strike me down no it wasn't it's not an australian accent if you strike <laughs> me down i'll be more powerful it was it, no it was obi-wan kenobi what kind of accent was that mark no <laughs> from star wars if you strike me down i'll be more powerful than you ever could have imagined right that was how right. it goes yeah somebody yeah. in chat helped me out what's wrong with you guys I, I, why did i do an australian accent i don't know but it was it's, i was believing it i was believing it <laughs> good god get it together but that is interesting, though, because when you bring the bulldozers in, I mean, the tracks that it makes, the blades when they cut into the ground, a lot of times it does way more damage than than the jumps that were there before. But on the other token, they, you know, they probably are forced to do something because of legalities or things like that that, you know, we don't really get to see or privy to. Yeah. Um, but in a way, like you said, it's it's the silver lining is that it gets attention and that there's education that comes from it and organization comes out of it and then something good comes from it because people are mm -hmm. still going to want to ride there and they're just going to figure out the best way to do it working with an association or the land manager or whoever's yeah. out there it'll make it all happen so um maybe a little bit of pain like you said up front but uh hopefully something yeah. good and they did uh several news stories kcra came out and did a report of the initial destruction and saying like oh punk kids are back here on jumps and then the local organizations reached out to the news and they said can we counter that point and they're like yep so nice. they came out and did another story with Auburn Bike Park and uh, with Fat Track. And it was basically like, here's why everybody's upset. And so it was a cool countermeasure, which you don't see very often in the local news because generally local news is just fluff. Unless, of course, they have the Colorado kid on, which they did. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? that is yeah. awesome. I love it. Have to have insiders in, in there making yeah. noise. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So speaking of trails, so we're on the tra topic of trails. When the Colorado kid grabs his mountain bike, his Yeti and he puts it in the back of the truck. Mm -hmm. Where are your favorite trails? Where could we most likely see you if we're out there in the wild? Where would we see Colorado kid? So it's funny because like a lot of the riding I do is simply limited by the fact that I have to get back to my family at some point and can't ditch them the whole weekend. So like, otherwise I'd be taking <laughs> much longer trips to, to go to a lot of different places, you know? And I like, that's kind of like the, the, it's kind of a, it's kind of, I get like kind of handcuffed to that, not in a bad way, but it's like, I don't want to spend, I don't want to come back at five o'clock every day on the weekend. So I have to do something that's close. So a lot of that ends up being Granite Bay is my regular ride. The Darrington trail system, which is out in Salmon Falls, where we've been building those new trails. Uh, I actually really like that area. It's not like a super hardcore downhill, although there's some stuff that's being built back there. It's a little gnarly. Uh, Biker, AKA Robert knows what I'm talking about. But uh, the Darrington Trail is one of my favorites. It's an out and back kind of, it's kind of XC. It's just up and down, but a good little chunk and stuff like that. And the scenic view of the lake. And it's a great pedal for 16 something miles. And it's like, it's, it's, it's great. I like those rides. So 
you know, but then there's stuff like uh, we're booking a Downeyville trip, which is Downeyville's legendary downhill in the area. We're going to be doing yeah. that in June. Uh, I'm going to be going down to SoCal. I think I told you in July, I got to, I got to firm up those dates because everybody's talking about Sky Park. So, um, <clears throat> MTB and Al and I were talking about it, and it sounds like Rad Dad might be involved. You might be involved. So it looks like we might have a mighty crew on our hands. I just got to lock down a date and let everybody know and figure out what's what. But yeah, those are my local trails. And, and Auburn. Auburn's like close enough that we ride Auburn a lot. Yeah, we ride Auburn a lot. That's where Trailhead Troopers was filmed, is out in Auburn. Yeah. So there's all that wow. stuff. Wow. That's very Darren, cool. what's up, man? Good to see you. Woo. Yeah. Darren's on the line. Darren's on the line. Master Chief from the Navy is right here. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he did a great job. Uh, we just had something similar happen to our trails down here well we're, there's always stuff going on with the trails but there's one yeah. specific one called greer ranch and he used that uh, master chief leadership to kind of get everybody together and re- including reaching out to professional writers like kyle Strait and aaron gwynn and got them all involved and city council members and yeah he did he did a lot in 24 hours that guy so hats it off darren like- yeah, it sounds like another situation where maybe, you know, something good came of the whole process where one, you got people more educated in what was going on out there. And two, maybe the people that are doing the building and stuff now understand the passion that everyone around that area has about the place. And maybe that'll help them change, you know, their their path on what their what their plans were. So it sounds like you guys are moving in the right direction on that. Yeah, we're we were happy with the outcome and uh, actually learning who the land manager is going to be is going to be great because now we have somebody to focus on building yep. relationship with and getting the associations together and a committee to kind of talk about why the trails are the way they are, what they mean to us, you know, which ones can we save yeah. um, and get protected and sanctioned, which would be cool. Super cool. Yep. Uh, speaking of cool, we got some cool guys here on the line. The trail dogs is a group of fun riders down here. Uh, they said, Hey man, we would be, we'd be in too. sky park. It's awesome. Yeah, but I like the their logo's awesome too. I love the neon. I'm I'm all about uh like cyberpunk style design and stuff like that, man. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, they're they're working on some secret stuff. I think they'll be coming out with some great stuff here in the in the near future as well, okay. which will blow our minds. Uh, Scouts out is up in the Central Coast area. He's on the line. He says, "Heck yeah, Sky Park looks awesome, man. If you can come on out <clears throat> when we're there, uh, Colorado kid is looking somewhere around July." Is what we're thinking. Yeah, Mark came up uh, when he did uh, mandatory Mondays with us. He he shot me up last minute request on like a Sunday afternoon or something. He was like, "Hey, I'm gonna be in town. Uh, you want to ride tomorrow?" I was like, "Uh, yeah." And then uh, find out MTB NorCal they had a meeting for Dirt Days, one of their final meetings for Dirt Days, and so they're like, "Can you just host the mandatory Mondays for us?" And I'm like, "Yep." So we show up. We had 20, 20 of us or so, or maybe more or whatever. And then Mark showed up, and uh, I got to show him around Auburn for a little bit. It was absolutely awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. That's cool. Thanks for being on the line, Mark. Scout's out. Love it. He says, nice. That would be fun. That would be yeah. super fun. So yeah, we could get a good crew, get a big old like YouTuber day out there. In mm-hmm. fact, um, the Trail Dogs had a YouTube day where a bunch of us went out there. And I still remember there was this little kid. He was going up the hill and it was like MTB Allen came by and then the outsider MTB came by. A couple other guys came by and I just heard this little kid look and he stopped and looked at his mom and he goes, do you know how many YouTubers are here today? This is awesome. <laughs> he was just yes. beside himself. It was it was cool. It was really cool to see. Was he was the kid like, do you guys know the Colorado kid? He's my favorite. Yeah, was he was it, looking he, for you. He was like, that? where, okay. where yeah, is good. the Colorado kid? Good. He had all the stickers from everybody else, but he had the Colorado kid was like gonna be at the top part of his little pyramid that he had. So uh, hopefully we'll run into him in July. So by the way, if yeah, if we end up doing some sort of giant YouTuber ride, everyone at the park's gonna hate us first of all. But more importantly, whoever has the lowest <laughs> subscriber count is carrying my camera gear. I'm talking to you, Byron. All right, you're carrying my camera gear for me. Look at me. Yeah, 
<laughs> I think we lost Byron. We just we just dropped a count. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, he's unprofessional, Kyle on. He's got he's got a lot of subscribers, right? No, because he never makes videos, this guy. All he does is show up in everybody else's videos. <laughs> I kid you not. He's been in every single one of my last 47 videos. Like this guy just shows up. Man, it could be smart, you know? It could be smart. No editing. <laughs> Just come and smile and I even, know. even take the cred on, on your, on your news, you know, landing there. It took all my screen time and I'm still pissed about it. And it was like three months ago. <laughs> God. Oh, we, unless the trail has, has backpack is ready. <laughs> Backpack's yes. ready. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So those are the places that we'd see the Colorado kid out in the wild. So if you guys are out there, uh, go mm -hmm. up to him, say hi, he, he'll have a Sharpie on. If you need to get an autograph and a picture, uh, yeah. Colorado kids always down. Yeah. And then uh, like I'll that. assign somebody else to like, take care of the money side of things. You know, if Byron's carrying the gear, he's got enough to deal with. I'll let somebody else handle like the, the monetary transaction for signatures and photos. Like, you know, it's like five to 12. I'll work out the pricing structure when we get there, but it's fine. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It'll, we'll there's a move. reason why my catchphrase is a legend in my own mind, right? I mean, listen to me talk. <laughs> we'll go. Well, as, we'll, as long as we're moving forward, it, it's all going to work out fine. It's all going to work out fine. Um, Joe Yates has a great segue for us. He's transitioning us. Um, bike customizations. He says, thoughts on bike customizations. And on this part of the show, I like to call this part either the product spotlight or, you know, any kind of customizations or any okay. sponsorships or anything along those lines. Anything you'd like to talk about there. You really want to know my views on bike customization, all right? So let me tell you a little bit about my, my back history with customizations, all right? So I used to be, like, really big into video games. Now I have so many damn videos to edit that I don't have time to play video games anymore. And But one of the things I always completely despised about video games was the character creation screen at every video game you would you would start a game and you have to spend 45 minutes developing a character and i didn't care i just wanted to hit the default and go you know what i'm talking about like oh let's form his nose let's get his cheeks in. so i kind of a part of me feels don't don't spread this out this isn't going anywhere public right, <laughs> right. Not, not to very many <laughs> I, I, yeah no it's fine i kind of feel like that with bikes you know i almost don't care what it looks like like even though like i see people's bikes i'm like that's pretty sick but like I can't do it myself. Like I, I can't color coordinate. I can't just, there's something about, it. I don't know what it is about my brain that just like, it just like, it works. Like put it all like, let me give you an example. I went down and ordered a wheel set with the Onyx hubs, which is like, Oh, let me spend a lot of money to buy wheels for my bike. The guy's like, okay, like what colors He's like, what colors do you want? I'm like, I, I don't know. Just black. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, I could have gone purple with blue spokes and, and smiley faces. And yeah, I could have gone polka dot handlebars. I could have done all that stuff. You know what I did? I just got black. So I don't, I don't have the sense for it. All right. I need somebody else to tell me, tell me what to do, <laughs> Right. which is right. why I was like, we rode with uh, Richard from sticker the other day. And I was like, you, you guys got to do it, man. Cause I, I, I'll reach out, but I don't know what the hell I want. Like you just tell me, I'll put it on there. I don't care. True. True. They're the pros, you know, they see what people are, are wanting or what's, uh, what's really good. They could, they could do it. But you've Thank seen you some pretty sick bikes out there. Like my buddy Brian Gong has got this beautiful white SB115. I was going to say 115. That sounds way cooler to me. 115 <laughs> than 115. I don't know. It sounds more <laughs> sounds more dominant. But it does. yeah, so he's got that. He's got, you know, Richard from Stickards is insane. Uh, you know, Biker's got his, uh, I think it's Bronson or whatever, all souped up. It's pretty sick, man. The... Uh the the upgrades is is always so hard because then you're trying to figure out like do I start with the wheels do I do I start with the seat do I start with the I mean where where do you start what what upgrades have you done on your bike so far 
Dear God, man. Uh, here's where it gets comical. All right, so uh, I was at, I took I took I took the bike to the shop to to get uh, the suspension. I was like, ah, it's time to service the suspension. I've been riding for two years or whatever. He's like, you want me to put this grip two in here? I was like, I don't sure. Okay. And so he puts that in there, and he was he was. I was like, it's got more dampening, or what does it got in there? Like, so like I said, dampening or something in the video that I made, and Paul the punter wouldn't stop giving me crap for it. He said, uh, <laughs> it's not dampen. No, wait, hold on. I don't. My impression's not great, but he's. It's not dampening, Joe. You know, like it's something <laughs> like that. And uh, so it's damping, apparently. And there's a, th and then there's two knobs instead of one. That's the extent of what I know about this grip, too. It feels a little better, but sure, there you go. There's a reason why I don't do bike reviews, Mark, by the way. I'm telling you right now, like, it would just be awful. Uh, maybe there's a market for it, though, because I don't know what I'm talking about. Was, whatever. And then, uh, so I got the grip two damper installed. I did that. And then I put the Onyx wheels on there, or the hubs. So nice. that the... I will say the addition of the Onyx, I, really what I wanted out of that, and I finally learned what the terminology was, is I wanted the engagement, right? Like yes. my old ones were just, there was that little like, Free fall. It would be, yeah, it was just too, I was, and it started like the more that I knew what it was, the more it annoyed me, you know, and like, and like every ride I was just con subconsciously thinking about it. So I finally was like, I got to do it. So I ended up got, and I got those because they're silent and i was like oh that's uh that seems good because all the videos i make that way there's not a buzzing in there and if i'm talking and then i kind of change the whole way i make videos so it doesn't matter anymore anyways like an idiot um but uh <laughs> yeah but i did discover the first ride i ever went on with these things it was pretty cool because um basically i went on this ride in sly park and there's a trail called trail eight it's a sanctioned trail out there right not the unsanctioned trails sanctioned trail trail eight and uh i was by myself and so i'm on this trail and the bike is completely silent. Ooh, nice. See what I did with my voice there? You know, just draw them in, you know, just yeah. draw them in. But it oh, was a, it was a it was a totally different experience on the bike because before it's like eh, and you could you could feel that vibration too from the hubs in your pedals and stuff. But these are super smooth on roll. And like right. so I was just floating through the trees, and it was like because a lot of times we're on group rides, so everybody else has got their noisy ass hubs. But right. I when I'm on, when I'm riding solo now, it feels a little bit more connected to nature than I used to be. Like, which is not maybe not what a lot of people are going for on their really expensive hubs and mountain bikes. But to me, it was like like floating through the forest, man. And it was like I had to stop and just kind of enjoy it. Like it was really interesting. So wow, those that, are the two major ones that I've done. Major ones. That's a cool experience. <clears throat> and I just got turned on to those those silent those silent hubs that have instant engagement. Um, there's a place here, a local place called SpokeX, and and they specialize in all kinds of wheels and hubs and everything like that. And uh, that is very cool. That is very cool. The quiet, instant engagement, man. I didn't know anything about it, but like you, once I learned about it, then I started riding my bike, and I was like, ah, oh, dang it. I think I need I think I need that instant engagement. <laughs> I, I always, and no matter what it is, whether it's mountain bikes or equipment or whatever, I like things that can provide quantifiable proof that they have a reason to exist, all right? Unlike mm -hmm. the GS Access rad dad, all right? I don't want to talk about wireless shifting right now because it still doesn't solve any real problems, all right? It doesn't solve any real problems that anybody has. The cable works and it always works and it's way cheaper. All right. We're, we already went on a rant about that. But when you have something that can do a thing that you couldn't do before, that is fascinating to me. Like, I, I love that stuff. Okay. Unlike, for example, the whole beauty product industry. All right. And I know that we're on a tangent now, Mark, but imagine selling, imagine selling people a moisturizer that says in 20 years, your skin will be better. How the hell would you know? Like there's absolutely no quantifiable proof that could ever be given right. and people buy it. Like, right. I'm so from maybe the future. 
<laughs> Maybe that's the trick. Maybe I should have devoted all my energy into selling some crap like that instead of building a channel that got no subscribers and makes no money. What an idiot. Idiot. I mean, come on, man. Like, imagine if I would have spent all the hours that I've done making videos for nobody to watch to like, if I would have put it towards a product to make that I would have actually made some money off of. But here I am instead. Here I so, am talking about how good your skin is going to look in 20 years. You know, so we guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I mean, you, know I, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, meanwhile, I could buy a new hub and I can boom immediately the engagements there. I'm like, all right, the money that I spent went to something at least like I don't feel like I got bamboozled out of the out of the whole thing. Right. Well, I mean, that's you got, what, yeah. You got, you got that ride through the forest, nice and quiet. You're yeah. floating through the trees. It doesn't sound like a bunch of bees are coming and all, all Mother Nature's critters are just running for their lives because there's seven of us coming down the, the trail. <laughs> Sound like a bunch of bees. <laughs> yeah, the only downside with that now is that I sneak up on hikers more than ever and they freak the hell out. Oh, you know, gosh. I thought about, okay, here, when I talk about the idea of me doing some sort of bike review or product review, it's like, it's it's the, it's a it's a ridiculous to think of. But my my original thought of doing a review for these Onyx hubs was just like how easy it was to sneak up on people and just make a whole video about me like sneaking up and scaring people, but like in a comical way, like, hey guys, like, <laughs> so you stupid. should, yeah, I'll watch my watch my subscriber count just shrink even more. <laughs> no, that'd be awesome. You're getting a yeah. you're getting a hand wave and an applause here. <laughs> hey, so, hey, the wife's in here. Hi, you know, hi. There's the wifey, the wifey of the yes. Colorado kid. She's waving yes. to you. We're we're just talking about how cheap these parts are, uh, yeah. how affordable and budget friendly they are, and yeah. uh, everything's. Oh, I have I have obviously spent zero to little money on camera gear that can do <laughs> bokeh like that. That it's very affordable to get bokeh like this. All right, it's uh, if you guys are watching, if you guys are listening to the live stream, what you're looking at now is a very close view of my mustache and. Uh, it's perfectly in focus. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. That is very nice. For the folks who are listening to the audio part, you might want to jump over to the YouTube part to see this beautiful mustache of this this man here has. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't pay a million dollars for this camera to uh, to not have you come watch it on YouTube. So come over here. Give this guy a subscribe. Give him a like. If you guys in chat, by the way, haven't liked this already, like it. It's somebody. Somebody says something to do with algorithms. I don't think it does anything, but it might. So if you like it, then I'll like you. That's true. Smash, smash the like and subscribe button there. Uh, make sure you do it on both channels, uh, Colorado Kids channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dear God, uh, please do. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Uh, all right, hold on. I'm bringing up. I, I don't mean to be inattentive, yeah, but I'm yeah, bringing up my no, phone because no. I I thought of okay, I thought of a great like slogan for the channel, and it took me over a year to come up with it. And it's not something that I would say at the end of the video, but it's something that is basically it, it, it's. I think it summarizes everything that that is my channel. All right. Ooh, we get to hear it here. Yeah, you ready? I think uh, I, I think right, I got audience, it finally. Uh, I ran audience. it by Kyle on Monday, but uh, uh, here's what it is: it's the world debut. Kyle, you gave it to a professional Kyle. We were oh, writing. God. He he tries to give me advice. I'm like Kyle, you don't even make videos anymore. Watch it. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, folks, here we go. Here's here's what it is, and it's gonna it's it's almost it's it's kind of too smart for me, but here's what it is: it says it's hard to improve when you already think you're the best. Ooh, it's it's hard to improve. When you already, already think, think you're the best, you're the best. it's that Mindset. boisterous stuff, right? It's like where you're yes. like, oh, yeah, it's like a joke. It's still a joke, but I don't know. It's a little deeper. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to improve when you already think you're the best, you know, yeah. it's like, but I'm a buffoon for thinking I'm the best, but sometimes the fake bravado can give you real bravado. 
Have you ever totally. heard of that, by the way? Because you're a you're a motivational guy, right? Like totally. sometimes that false confidence can breed real confidence in a situation. And that could be in a job interview, it could be in anything. And I'm I'm a firm believer that if you come in with even if it's fake confidence that you're the best, it'll come out a little bit that way. And somebody go, Hey, that guy's got some confidence, you know, yes. guy, girl, it doesn't matter, right? Like that's right. You know, tell me about it, Mark. What do you think about that? Am I wrong? Nope, you're right. Absolutely. The mind doesn't sometimes the mind doesn't always realize when you when you're when you're saying it, you got to say it, you got to see it to believe it. And uh, yeah, I mean, that little extra boost right there, you know, it's hard to improve when you think you're already wait, it's hard to improve when you know, you're already the best. How you said? Yeah, it was, it's hard to improve when you already think you're the best when you already think you're the best i mean shoot a lot of times you need that you know when you're doing a feature for the first time you you're mm -hmm. uh, you don't go into it going oh my god this is going to be ugly i'm going to crash mm -hmm. and break my arm you know you go into this uh, you're reading the right lines you're you're doing the right speed you're doing everything you can and you have to have that bravado you yep. have to have that 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 little 2% 3% whatever it is is going to is going to be able to help you get to the other side you got to, yeah. uh, you got to basically, uh, you got to be coming in hot, coming in hot, coming in hot. So when would you use that in your, in your YouTube? Would you, I don't know. I just come up with this stuff. I don't know. What the hell. I, just <laughs> thought it was, I just thought it was good. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with it. I just, I don't know. I don't, I'll put it on a poster. I'll be, it'll be me hanging from a tree branch and it'll say that in the background. All right. That's the best I got. All right. That's the best I got. I don't got fancy hats like you. I, I love it, man. I love it. I think it would be great. And maybe you even use it before before a feature, you know? You just, like, use that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've been eyeing this feature for, like, three years now. Uh, and I don't know. today is the day. And then you drop the line. Yeah, Look that it. could be it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking of, like, merch. We're talking about your hat and stuff, right? I was thinking about merch and, like... I wasn't thinking about normal stuff. Now that it got me thinking like that, I should almost have like, you know, like Colorado kid, like fake mustaches or something. But like, <laughs> I originally was thinking about, uh, this is, uh, this is totally dumb. But, uh, you remember back in the day when Jack of the box used to give out, um, uh, antenna balls, yes. you know, those antenna balls. Mm -hmm. I want a Colorado kid antenna ball, but I want it in my face. Like Jack's was, but I want it to be like, like, <laughs> like in the wind, you know, right. already aerodynamic. God, I'm gonna fail. This channel's gonna fail so hard, so oh, hard. Look at this. It's, the chat's going off right now. Everybody's everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. Oh, God. Uh, they're they're going with between confidence and the mustache. Yeah. So uh, here's tell your here's friends. One. Tell them all to get in here. What the hell are they doing? Why is there not ten thousand people? I don't actually don't know how many people are watching, but there should be ten thousand. We got we got a big count today. We're looking yeah. good. We got Crisco Bike is out of all the way out of Idaho saying what's up, guys, and he says mustaches all around. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, here we go. Crisco, there's a funny story behind this mustache, but you have to go to my channel to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a very there's, funny story. Yeah. There, there might be a song to it as well. Yeah. There might be a really good song to it as well. Shell Dog says that should be your sticker. You could do a sticker. You could even do like a mustache sticker, but it says Colorado Kid, you know? Yeah. Like that. Right on the handlebars. I, yeah, I need more yeah. time to think about that stuff. I I got to finish <laughs> editing this video first, man. Folks, what, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about? So we have we have merch. In fact, Joey Yates, Pacific Yeti, if you're on the line, your shirt came in from um, the Crashing Dad. So uh, that's here for the next time I ride with you. It's so funny. We got on the Crashing Dad thing, and I had to get back on the IG and say, hey, guys, this is great and all, but we are having the Colorado kid. He's going to be on the mm -hmm. show on the 19th. And people were like, well, can we get merch for the Colorado kid? And that's when I texted you. I said, do we have, do you have merch that we can promote? But I got nothing, uh, man. 
here, here we are right now. He uh, he did spend a lot of money on his channel, though, everybody. He's got some great equipment there. And uh, man, yeah. so, okay, I know I'm kind of going backwards. So we were talking about product uh, spotlight and all that stuff. But going back one more time to, because I thought this was really cool. You did that really great podcast in the brewery. And was that also part of the fundraiser for Trail Advocacy? No, really what that boiled down to is, again, I, I've known Sean and Don and uh, Shane and, and uh, Brian and the guys involved with MTB NorCal for a long time. And when they when the event was coming up, basically the way that it boiled down is I had uh, I had a live stream before that. And it was another big live stream. But I said, like, after I do this one, I want to do one with you guys just to talk about Dirt Days because it was like this is another great opportunity to put you guys on a podium and talk about the event and get people excited about it. I mean, again, I'm a relatively small channel, but when I'm pulling 50, 60 viewers for a random live stream, that turned out really well, man. And, uh, yeah. you know, so I was able to bring some people in and and they said I was like, hey, let's do a live stream about the about Dirt Days because it's coming up next week. And they're like, what about if we do it from a brewery? And I was like, hmm. So it got me thinking. And so basically the wheels started turning in my head. And at that point, uh, I just went full bore kind of like you guys probably know how that goes when you get an idea in your head. You just so I started researching the equipment I needed. I already had some of it, but I needed some more. So I was able to track down the A10 Mini because Brian was on the live stream with me. Uh, BKXC, the, the, the live stream beforehand, and we were talking about the A10 Mini. He got a hold of it. And so I was like, all right, I was talking with him a little bit about it. So I picked that up and then I was able to pick up. Uh, you know, I figured out a way to get the Sony into it. And then at that point I'm running, I brought all my lights out and we're running the three camera set up through an 810 mini and broadcasting Ooh. live from a local brewery called Crooked Lane. And uh, boy, oh boy, you know, it turned out incredible, man. We had a great turnout of people. Uh, we were all, they debuted their beer, which was a beer called Dirt Days and they're still selling it over at Crooked Lane. So there's That's this great cool. partnership, right? And so now we've yeah. got developed relationships with the brew. We had a couple of vendors from the event come out, Rubicon EP, who just unveiled their new bike rack, their Hitchmount Dang. bike rack. And so it turned into this thing. And uh, now I think like I need to do more of those. It's just, man, I wish it wasn't so restricted with time to be able to plan these things. Like the, the, because I could see like every Friday going out to a brewery and broadcasting live and just hanging out and, and opening it up to everybody and say, hey, we're going to be broadcasting live. If you want to come by, say hi, you know, and then they could jump in. The technology's there. I think I've kind of got the tech close to where I want it now. And yeah. so I just need more time Like because otherwise I'd, I'd love to make it a regular thing. It's just hard. It's just hard to, to squeeze it all in. A lot of good things came from that, which which was awesome. And I love how it was kind of organic. It just organically kind of happened, and and what came from it was was really was really was a lot. I mean, yeah, yeah. And when we talked about doing the live stream, like literally, the we're talking about the week before, maybe the Sunday before the broadcast. They're like, "What if we did it from a brewery?" So we're texting back and forth, and I'm like. They're like, okay, let me check with the guy, see if we can make this work. And then maybe Monday morning we found out that like we were actually going to be able to do it. And I was like, holy crap, I better start tech testing. So basically <laughs> anything I was doing with my channel at that point was on hold because I was getting all the gear. I literally had my office here full of everything I needed and, and bench testing it. Like all Dang. three camera setups. I was recording. I was trying to get it to where I could manage latency and all that other stuff. And then I had to see if during the live broadcast, I could manage multiple cameras while being the host and while being all this stuff. And so I was managing everything. And once we got to it, you know, it worked out great. Like it took me a few minutes to kind of get used to managing camera angles. But once, once we were unrolling and ro rocking and rolling, it was uh, it turned out fantastic, man. It was such a cool event. And yeah, that really promoted Dirt Days, which turned out to be a huge event, not because of my, my live stream, but, um, it, it, but it was a great... Yeah, it helped, and it was a great supplement. It was a great opportunity for us to all hang and, and powwow before the show anyways, man. It was awesome. 
Yeah, that was cool. I tuned in for that <clears throat> and uh, realized that I could do like a super chat sticker. I'm like, I'm going to buy you guys a beer. And it's just, yeah. it just fun to have uh, to see that, you know, even though I'm all the way down here in Southern California, I couldn't be there physically, yeah. but I grabbed a beer. I watched for a while and like I felt like I was there with you guys. It was it was cool, especially uh, like I keep saying back to the COVID thing, especially since, you know, we not not everybody has had that opportunity to socialize like that. And it just was very, very fun to be a part yeah. of. Yeah, it turned cause. out pretty amazing, man. We were proud of it. And uh, again, relationships were built. I went back a couple of days ago and picked up, uh, I reloaded on beer because I was out of it. And the, they gave me a discount, Mark. Look, nice. I'm really, I made it. I made it. Nice. They, they, were, they were really accommodating, man. The bar manager and everything. I was like, hey, can I run a cable? I need to get to the switch. And so he's like, I'm, we're running it through the brewery itself, you know, running it behind the tanks and stuff and running the cable back there. And I was taping it all. I'm telling you, I got there two and a half hours early to set up this event. People don't realize like, how much this is a week's worth of testing gear. This is also going out and setting it all by myself because nobody's there to help me. Right. This is the, right. we're a one man band, and there's people that maybe would volunteer, but a lot of the times they just don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. Like two and a half hours of setup time, setting up cameras, getting the angles, right. Network testing. It's just, it's punishment, but it's yeah. uh, but the end product hopefully speaks for itself. So it totally. turned out good. Totally. Totally. So if you guys have been looking for Colorado kid merch, a lot of the money has been going to uh, tech setup. He's, My God, uh, I need yeah, it's too much <laughs> no, money I'm spending no, on this channel that makes nothing. No, you need now you need the merch to help go back into the channel. And you know, sure I always a lot of people. I you. always thought like with the merch thing, I was like, I'm just gonna wait until I get to like 10,000 subs or something and really have maybe some influence. But now it's like. I'm starting to rethink that. I think there's like opportunities. I, I feel bad about like having my friends like spend money on a hat that I made, but like, you know, like the fact that you could maybe have some random person buy it because they dig what you're doing. And like, I still don't really know if I'm quite there yet. Like I'm not even at 2000 subs at this point. Like who knows? But when you get start getting recognized on the trail more and more, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm still in the early phases of even considering it. I don't feel like I'm big enough to to really, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I'm starting yeah. to take it more serious now because I'm starting to have some fun ideas, though. So, that, I'm, and and that's really good for the community. You know, those fun ideas that you have is is awesome. So, you know, don't don't hold yourself back if you feel yeah, like because, it. Give it a try. Yeah, because then you see people doing it, and I'm like, dude, I want to rad that hat. And so, like, I would buy it. Like, I'm gonna buy this stuff anyway. So I'm like, all right, well, it doesn't really matter. Like, if as long as it exists, like somebody'd be digging it. You know, scouts out, whatever. Like, so. I, I was, I don't know, for some reason I was thinking it needed to be based on something else and it, it didn't need to be. So I don't know. I, I need to start thinking about it in the background and at least come up with a couple of clever ideas, I think. Yeah. It'll be, it's, un, it'll be unusual. Yeah. And it's, I mean, whatever you come up with is going to be great. I know it. And it's fun because we feel like we're supporting each other, you know, we're supporting yeah. our friends and it's stuff we want to wear anyways. So it's a, it's in the mountain biking realm and, uh, to, to know that we're supporting somebody is, is also very cool. Yeah. But if you see my IG stories and all that stuff, I, I call it the merch apocalypse of 2021. I mean, basically everybody <laughs> and their mother is coming out with merch and I'm going broke. All right. I can't put up with it anymore. My kids are sleeping outside in the tent. I had to kick them out of the house because I needed a room for all this mountain bike merch. All right. I got crashing dad shirts and biker hats and I got, man, it's just, it never ends. <laughs> yes, I know. It, it doesn't. Uh, chat's going off right now. They're talking about uh, designs and, and merch. And <laughs> just as, uh, let's see, Empty Brad Dad saying something about his logo. My thing with merch is I want to have something that's not just my logo. I know. And that's what's cool. Like, again, for some reason, I was always thinking it was based on something other than like, I was like, oh, let me just get bigger. But now, like, I don't know. If, I feel like people somehow know who I am. Like, so... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. I'll do you, think about it. 
do you have people coming up to you out on the trails um, saying, are you the Colorado kid or anything like that? Have you had that happen? Way more than you would expect. Yeah. In fact, I got stopped by a group, big group Monday. We were in Nevada city for dirt days and I got, it's weird, man. I got recognized by at least 20 to 30 people, people taking pictures with me and stuff. And like, so it's cool. It's a different, like, I don't know, like it's, it's, expected you know <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah. <laughs> no it's um uh, it's definitely different and uh seeing that you have that reach because i still like i again i got like very little subscribers still at this point but if you look at the amount of people that watch a video say for example you know uh put that pacifica video out six thousand seven thousand views which still isn't that, that much that but was those, a rad video yeah. but those people haven't subscribed right the percentage of people that are subscribed versus whatever so it's the constant struggle to scrape your way to success with subscriber counts but like a lot of people watched it. And so like, the, the, you know, you got six, 7,000 people plus that like know that video and know that I made it, but didn't, yeah, they're like, yeah, I don't really want to. So, so maybe there's more reach than like, I think of a subscriber count of whatever, like I'm sub 2000, I'm close. Right. But like, Oh, 2000 people know who I am. That's not true. There's a lot more that watch our videos. Right. They, right. Right. That, that aren't subscribed. Watch your videos, watch rad dads, watch scouts outs. There's more people than just the people that subscribe. There's, I think there's, there's a substantially smaller percentage that actually jump in and hit a button because it's very difficult. It's a difficult thing to ask, apparently. It's definitely the the magical question, like the, the unicorn, yeah. you know, 90 for, for my channel, for example, 95% of the people who watch it are not subscribers. So when you do the math, you're like, holy cow, that's like 100,000 people watching something. That's a, yeah. that's a lot of people. And, yeah. uh, and uh, well, why won't they hit the button? You just never know. You just never know. Maybe they're not signed in. Maybe they're not an account. Who knows what it is? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yep. It's like, you but know, and cool. again, it's like not the biggest deal in the world. But when pe- people say we hound them to hit subscribe button, I don't know. Like, I'm a numbers guy. I don't know. It seems, you know, I don't yeah. know what it is. It's just something. It It is. I mean, part of it, part of the YouTube game is to have subscribers, right? So you, the more subscribers, uh, the better. MTV Rad Dad is, is on that boat. He says 97% here. So yeah, we're yeah. all kind of going through that. But what's cool is to see, like when you're not expecting it, you just see that reach. You know, um, for example, for you, the 30 people that came up to you and recognize you out on the trails. I mean, I'm sure that made their ride to see you out there, you know, getting yeah, pictures with fun. you and yeah. saying hi. Yeah, it, it was interesting. It, like, and I'm always still just as boisterous in person as I am here. You know what I mean? So like, I'm happy to chat generally. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's super interesting. Cause like I had a guy come up to me in Nevada city that told me like, Oh, he's like, Oh, you're the Colorado kid. Like my son and I are riding here today because of the video that you made or whatever. And I was like, Whoa, that's I never, awesome. like, I didn't know really know what to say to that. So that's, that's different. I mean, I usually apologize. Like for a long time, I would apologize. People say, Hey, I watched your video. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry, man. Sorry about that. You know, like, <laughs> but, but now like when I, I'm, some of these videos, I'm putting so much work into it. I'm like, please, I'm glad you watched it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> whatever you put out there, it's unique cause it's you and people are watching it and you're motivating people to get out on trails. Yeah. You're motivating them to, to ride and you motivate them when they see you to actually get over their feet fear for whatever reason if there is that yeah. they come up to you and say hi you know i'm sure it's it's scary but uh it's great it's awesome that uh you can have that kind of reach with well, the best this, part about my this. personality is that people know that they can give me shit too to a certain degree like even if you didn't know me like to a certain degree but you know so, so like they, they know that i'm full of fun you know i'm not like i don't take it too serious so it's like yeah that's it makes it easier i think to approach me than like some guys who are like really professional like i wouldn't want to go up to professional anybody uh 
like for example, like I've I've worked I've worked uh, Hollywood events. I worked uh, broadcasts in the Super Bowl and stuff like that before. And I, there were celebrities all over the place. And there was only two that I talked to, and that I really wanted to talk to. One of them was Ryan Reynolds, and at the time he was just about to release Deadpool. And this is again, we're going to get back to mountain biking, guys. Uh, but he was just about to re- about to release Deadpool, and they fought for that movie. They leaked the footage to get it made, and I was like super juiced for the movie to come out. And he was in between press junkets, and I was like, I just wanted to stop and to say thanks for the work you put in on it. You know what I mean? Because I was like, That's without cool. that. The movie wouldn't have got made. I was like, dude, I just dig the work you guys put in to make that happen. And that was a simple conversation. I was like, that's all I know I to say. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. And then, yeah. of course, <clears throat> Jeff Goldblum. I had to t- I had to hang out with Jeff Goldblum for a little bit. Oh, yeah. And, uh, that guy was the nicest guy on the planet. He was like, I was like, hey, all right. I like I don't take pictures with people. All right, Mark, I'm telling you right now, like, I don't care. What is the picture going to do for me? I, I just, I'm, all it is is me bragging that I met that person. Right. So in general, but I had to take one with Jeff Goldblum. I was like, hey, Jeff, good. Can I get a picture, man? Like, can I please? And he's like, That's cool. for you, for you, anything. And he puts his <laughs> arm around me and we're just here. I was like, oh, all right. Yes. So that's that. still a cherished photo because it's just like, I don't know. There's something about that guy. There yeah. you go. He's very special. Jurassic Park and all the different other things that he's done. That's a, that's a great. What were you doing in, in LA? Were you, um, I know this is probably part of your, maybe your broadcasting scene back then or. Was yeah, it? so I was kind of working my way up in this company. Um, call and so like I was in Denver, I was with them in Sacramento, then I moved to Denver to help them build out a facility. And it was interesting because the facility we built was right across the street from the Denver Broncos Stadium. So you can actually look on a map, and we're literally across the street. And we used to be the Spanish broadcast for the Denver Broncos. So oh. we would on Thursday nights, we would just be like, All right, lock the office door, go walk across the street to the stadium and go watch the hang out of the game. And so we'd we'd be in the I'd be in the press box and they'd have free food and you'd walk past John Elway in the hallway and stuff and say what's up. And so we'd be hanging out. Um and that was pretty awesome. So I was in Denver, I built those facilities out there. And then after about a couple of years, our son was born in Denver when we first moved there. And so uh then they were they uh, uh position opened up in the same company basically to go manage the corporate office audio the network audio like basically the big facilities for the company and i was like hey uh i'm gonna go do that and so we went to la Ooh. and uh, you know you always think like working your way up the corporate ladder is the dream right and i didn't dislike the job i actually liked the job quite a bit um but what i didn't like is la as a whole like it's it was it was a cool city but just the traffic and stuff was a hassle but i loved like yeah. all the cool stuff like the museums and the beaches like that was awesome but Really, the motivating factor of leaving L.A. was just that we had our daughter there, too. So at this point, we had two kids with no support structure. And it's just, you know, it's tricky. And so the wife really pushed me in in the right direction to get back to Sacramento. And we had a house here. We were renting it out the whole time we were gone over those four or five years or whatever it was. And so we kicked our renters out and uh, we came back and uh, got back into our house. and We've been there ever since. And now we have her parents, my parents. And it's just um, it's so huge to be able to say, like, can you guys take them for the weekend? Like. And that's been huge, but also seeing like how much they enjoy each other has been like, I couldn't imagine not having our kids around my parents and her parents. Cause they're just, they have so much fun. So there you go. So, that's that's so, it. so true. No, that's, that's a great story. And that's so true yeah. for those of us, uh, a lot of dads on the line tonight, um, having that, that date night or that weekend getaway is, is huge. And then also having the kids spend time, but that precious time with their grandparents, you know, yeah. we always, uh, we always say, you never know how much time you have, right? We all know how much, how much money we have in the bank account, but no one can tell you how much time. So it's awesome to see that type of stuff, which is cool. Yeah. And then lucky when you got back up to Sacramento, you're able to start mountain biking and, uh, you're it's beautiful up there. You know, so, so many good things to ride up there. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, moving into this part of the podcast, uh, we usually do like inspirational or YouTube things where I ask, has anybody been inspirational to you or what YouTubers do you like to watch when you're kind of relaxing? I jump around quite a bit with YouTubers. Um, I obviously watch a lot of mountain bike content. I like to see what people are doing and kind of, you know, um, just like see different spaces. Like this is a guy, Dustin Klein. I don't know if you watch Dustin Klein at all. He's not necessarily a mountain biker, but the style of videos he shoots is really interesting. It's a different mm. take. You should check him out. He does a lot of road biking, but he got a, he got sponsored by Ibis. They sent him a bike and oh, uh, he's okay. not even necessarily a mountain biker, but this is, his style is so fun. And I like, and it always, that's why I always cruise around and try to find new channels and see what people are doing. And, and so like it can bring fresh ideas to the table where it's like, if you just watch the same people all the time, like that's fun too. But I try to fit everybody in and, and find new and discover new stuff. And I really like stuff that's like, I also watch stuff like the critical drinker who just you know rips you know movies apart and stuff like that. That's pretty fun. Um, there's a vast array of YouTubery that I get into, man. It's uh, it just it just depends on how much time I have to watch, which is not a lot these days. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself playing YouTube just so that you could hear it, but you can't really see it because you're doing Sometimes. other things? <laughs> yeah, I got YouTube Premium, so like I can actually prior to like doing podcast stuff, I could just play it on my phone and drive to work or whatever and still have like the biker bar on or, or something. Right. But then, mm. you know, you just do it through a podcast app. So that's pretty, that's pretty that's nice. People though. were asking for my live streams. They were asking for it in podcast form. And I was like, Oh yeah, I would just kind of listen to them on YouTube. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. So I had to figure out how to load stuff to iTunes and all that. So I figured that out recently. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that That's great to have. And uh, it's a great way to absorb information yeah. through, through that. How about people of inspiration? Has there been like one, two, one or two people that have been inspiring to you in the mountain bike industry? I mean, obviously, Brian, BKXC, because just seeing again, that was the spark that kind of formed it all. And, you know, mm, like seeing yeah. that you could do it and, you know, having the slogan of just being like, hey, go out and get get out and ride. Like, you know, go do it. Go do it. Go. It. Please go ride something new. Do this. And it's like you see something like that. And uh, that really, you know made me want to get involved uh and then you know like in terms of big inspirations i don't know you see what like somebody like single track sampler did where you know you get a lot of you get a lot of flack for like not doing the weekly stuff anymore and you go and take time to produce a really amazing video and story and then release it and people are like oh he's not around anymore then like he drops a video and it's a million plus views because right. it was handcrafted and he's working on a new skill set and learning new techniques and, and learning to improve a craft you know so there's there's uh, that's all like great stuff because like I can totally relate now every video I do I try to like learn something new and I'm not anywhere close to being great but like I try to learn a new skill I try to to stretch a new part of my brain and like improve and I don't know like it's th that constant um what do you what would you say the constant pursuit of excellence is yeah. will, will constantly drive you if you're never happy with the result like it's I don't know it's hard because then you can't really ever enjoy it but I don't know. That's it, it, something. No, it's true. <clears throat> it parallels what we do with our sport too. In mountain biking, yeah. there's always that constant progress. You know, there's a reason why you want to beat your time. You get a you get a new PR. There's a reason why you want to stretch yourself, and and uh, it's that hunger. It's a it's it's great because we can satisfy it on on in the sport, and we can satisfy it, you know, in our in our lifestyle as well. So through things like this, through YouTube and podcasts, and you know, putting out content. So I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah, I never would have pulled off a live stream like I did in a short notice like that without like having this obsession. Like this like 
pure obsession to figure out how to make it work and teach myself how to live stream from OBS from nothing to something within a few days and do it live at a brewery where there's no room for error. You know what I mean? Like That's so crazy. So yeah. it was like, but again, it, it could have been a situation where like, oh, I'm not quite ready or you can just do it and shut up. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you take that for what it's worth. You guys can sit around and like make excuses all day long. But if you're just, if you're my constant thing and my saying would be if you're well, let me let me think about this for a second before I screw it up, Mark. Right? If uh, if you're not uncomfortable, okay, you're not learning something new. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so if you're sitting here, even if you make videos or no matter what you do, like, if you're not uncomfortable in a process, like, I don't know how to do that. You should figure out how to do that, right? And do right. a new skill. I would tell people like, okay, maybe you've never added music to your video. Maybe you try to work on ducking, ducking your audio underneath your voice, and add that. That's a new skill. Boom. And then work on maybe how do you do a J cut or something like. There's always like you've never done it. Try it like and start doing new things and improvising and like no matter what. And that's just not in vi making videos. I'm very specific about that. But, you know, no matter what, if you're uncomfortable, you're probably going to learn something from that experience, you know, in my opinion. So it's like totally. you can sit back and just be like, oh, man, this is easy. You know, th this is going great. Or you can just like push further and further. And those are the guys that like really move forward. So it's like I'm not that guy, but I'm saying like, look at guys like <laughs> Seth and all this stuff. I've talked with Brian about Seth. Seth's an absolute maniac. Like he never stops. Like he never stops. Wow. wow. He like Brian says, like he and he just had a kid too. And he's like, I was like, that slow him down at all. He's like, nope. He's uh he's just as upset. He's got this personality that won't let him stop. And like there's a reason why he's insanely successful. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, like the great Les Brown would would say, like, you don't have to be great to get started, but you got to get started to finally yeah. be great. Yep. And it, it's just pushing yourself, you know, and uh, Adam Mock's on the line tonight. He's a uh, he's a life he's a life coach and he talks about comfort zone. You know, you could stay you could stay in your comfort zone, but you can expand it. It's that yeah. it's that stepping up to the line of uncomfortableness to expand that comfort zone, because then something that was foreign becomes easy. It's just it never gets there if you don't go for it. But yeah, and sometimes we talk about that idea of false bravado, right? That idea that like, you know, thinking you're the best, this you, maybe you're not, but thinking you're the best, sometimes if you go into a situation you're uncomfortable with, that gets you that little bit to get you over the line, you know what I mean? Like and pushes you in the right direction. So it's right. like, you know, all those things compound together, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, just uh just do it, man. Just get out there and do it and and push yourself a little bit, no matter what it is. Like try to always learn something new, try to always find a way to be uncomfortable. Like I, I there's no better way to say it. Like, yeah, yeah I've never, like when they asked me to host a group ride the other day, I was like, I never really hosted a group ride before, but yeah, let's go. You know, like, yeah, there's no point in saying no. Like what the hell is going to happen? What's going to go wrong? You know, what's the exactly. worst that could happen? Exactly. Exactly. I'm already known as a buffoon anyway. So like it's, it's nothing, <laughs> nothing can possibly go wrong. Everything's fine. It's under control. <laughs> Everything's under control. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. I mean, just being able to do it. And once you do it, I mean, what is it? 95% <clears throat> of the time we all come back and we go, that wasn't that bad. Yeah, that was, that was actually pretty awesome. Yep. Ian Kelly here says being able to capture what we do on the trail is a huge skill. And I love to see the different personalities and perspectives in the videos. In and that's what I love. I like the same thing. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I watch so many different channels, because I like to see everybody's different take on the same sport. Right. Like everyone's got a different viewpoint. That's why I talk about podcasts and everything else. Like at first, I think one of the biggest hangups for me for starting the channel or starting any median whatsoever was like the idea that like uh, somebody else is already kind of doing that. Why would I do it? But then the biggest thing comes to mind, like you had to come to the realization that you have your own voice. Everyone has a different thought process and a different opinion on something. And so your voice is different 
than someone else's voice. My okay. thoughts on the subject will be different than Mark's and his style of putting something together will be different than mine. And that's what makes it good. So just because somebody made a bike review before doesn't mean you can't make your bike review. Or Correct. just because somebody made this doesn't mean you can't make your version of that. And it's going to be different because you're making it. You know what okay. I mean? So it took that. It took the realization of that to hit. So I finally was like, all right, let me start this channel. And that's that was part of it. I was like, because for the longest time, yeah, it was just like, I mean, oh, you know, there's other, what am I going to do? Just ride like, you know, and now look at where we're at. So I don't yeah. know. No, that's great. Yeah. You're right. Everyone's so unique. Everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own take on it. And so don't hold yourself back because it's funny when we get in our heads, a lot of times it's ourselves that are going, ah, that's dumb. I'm not going to do that. When realistically, you know, you, you end up doing it later and you're like, man, people like that. Or, you know, it, yeah. it impacted somebody. That was great. I should have Paul, done that sooner. <laughs> Paul, Paul the punter consistently reminds me that I would have been huge if I would have started five years ago, but instead I'm just going to be a, a, a nobody for the rest of my life. So he's, <laughs> he's really good about reminding me of that. Thanks a lot, Paul the punter. I want you to send me this clip too, because I'll get it to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He literally says like, if this guy would have started five years ago, he would have been huge. Like, and now I'm just destined for failure. So thanks for supporting me, everybody, but I'm not going anywhere with this. I, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I think... I think I think you will. I think I think it's I think you're well on your way. Uh, the only, the only way I'm going to get big is if I do a bike review and then I'll get thousands of views and people will filter <laughs> in and subscribe and love me. They'll but discover not for, not for a video, you. not for a video where I lose a drone battery and spend, you know, 10 <laughs> minutes finding it, which is one of my favorite videos to date, by the way. You're looking for it. I didn't think you were going to find it. And then, oh, uh, man, I, I knew second. I knew when I was making that video that. Nobody was going to watch it, but I was like, I got to make it. I have to make this video. I have to. And like, I was just having so much fun shooting it. I was out there for like three or four hours. <laughs> I was so stupid. <laughs> I love that video. I'm proud unless, of it. Unless the trail heads goes back to the, just go for it. He says, going for it is how I ended up with three kids. <laughs> no, going for it is how you ended up with two kids. Me going for it is how you ended up with three kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, oh sorry, man. Byron. Sorry to break you the news to you. This is your, great. One stuff. of your kids has a mustache. I'm certain of it. <laughs> a good looking mustache and has a has a keen eye for technology. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Joey Yates says, I preserved and made it to the end of that video. So yeah. Oh, he persevered and made it to the end of that video. So he saw it as well. So you got two, you got two people. And then also going back up here, we got John W. He says, Hey man, make that a subscriber plus one. So you got you got another sub out of this Love it, tonight. Man. Love it. Which is which is awesome. All right. Heading back, heading down towards the tail end of the podcast. Just wanted to ask you some funny questions just to see how you answer some of these. Oh god, and here we go. Everybody answers these a little bit different. The first right. one is not bike related, but it, it's it's pretty interesting to see how people answer this one. So, Colorado Kid, is cereal a soup and why or why not? I mean, why the hell not is really the best answer I could give. I mean, I mean, it's it's soupy. It's soup ish. I mean, why the hell couldn't it be? Now, if you let it sit for long enough, it becomes a stew. So, right, like because <laughs> Cheerios, you start off with milk and it's crunchy. And then in about in about the three minute and 13 second mark is when it becomes a mushy, mushy mess. And then you can take it into a, a sushi restaurant and they'll say mushy, mushy. <laughs> Yeah, so there, you, All right, so yeah. there you go. So why, why not? Why not? Is it not a soup? That is, that is funny. That is awesome. Yeah. Okay. More specifically, more specifically mountain biker questions. Okay. Riding uphill or riding downhill on your mountain bike, which one do you like better and why? 
I like both. I'm a, I, I would consider myself, and I've told said this on several occasions, I am an adventure rider. Like, I just like to be on the bike. So uh, the downhill, uphill doesn't matter. If you were to tell me that we would have to go do some mighty climb to discover a lake that nobody sees, I would be more excited than if you told me that we were going to do the most epic downhill I'd ever seen. Or maybe equally excited, I guess is my answer to that. Because... I just like seeing new things and doing new stuff. And so like, and you know, having the camaraderie of a ride. So like to me, I, I just like being on the bike. I like to just do whatever. So like, yeah, I, I don't know if that doesn't sound, it's always sound like a politician where I'm dodging the answer. <laughs> no, yeah. it makes okay. sense. All right. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uphill, you know, you're talking with your buddies, you're, you're bonding, you're seeing something that you can't see otherwise. Cause you're not yeah. just blown by it at hundred miles an hour. Yeah. You're, you're enjoying outside. You're, you're getting exercise. It's fun. I, I get that. That makes yeah, sense. To be, to be fair, Byron says uphill so he can talk. Yes, I do talk a lot when I'm climbing uphill and Mark scouts out can attest to that because, uh, literally the whole climb up Auburn, I was talking the whole time and people were amazed that I wasn't out of breath. So that's how I get my cardio and my endurance, my endurance is just talking during climbs. And so I've got double the lung capacity of all you guys in chat. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> De Debbie in the line says exactly. I think she was referring to your nature, uh, enjoying nature there. But yep. either way, she says exactly. So it could have yeah. been for both points. Uh, MTB Rad Dad is signing off, uh, putting his kiddo to bed. So good night, Mr. Adam. Miss Miller. you, buddy. We're gonna ride soon. We're gonna ride soon. That'll be that'll be great. Coming up this July. Okay. Next question is: If you were to start a conspiracy theory in the mountain bike industry or mountain bike world. What conspiracy would it be? Conspiracy theory. Other than the yeah. conspiracy theory that uh, uh, the crashing dad lives in a Hollywood Hills, which oh. is already firmly established and poss quite possibly confirmed. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with a big one, all right? And this is why I'm never going to get a sponsorship. There is a conspiracy in pricing of mountain bikes and mountain bike parts. Right now, it's absurdly overblown, and I'm not going to lie about it, all right? $15,000 for a bike? Get out of here. There's something going on, and somebody's behind it, and I want to find out who. It's the man behind the behind the green curtain, the wizard, the wizard of Oz. It, yeah, it could be crashing dad for all I know. I mean, maybe all the pieces are going to come together and we're going to figure out that it was him behind <laughs> it all. That is a good conspiracy, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, That is a very good conspiracy. Oh, my gosh. Well, this has been super fun, man. We uh, I, I loved having you on the show tonight. Is there anything we didn't cover that you would like to uh, just say before we we close it? Nothing specific. I'm trying to finish up this Dirt Days video, which is there's a lot of new things I'm putting in from a skill set perspective that I've never done. So I'm trying to finish it. It's been it's been something else, man. And like the with the limited amount of time I've had, I've been really trying to push it out this week. I'm hoping to get it out Friday. Uh, I got to finish some voiceover work tonight. And if I can lock that down and export and all that, it should be something pretty fun. At least it'll give you an idea of what the event was and what it meant to everybody. So that's really what I'm trying to capture with it. I, I'll see how it comes out. But in the meantime, yeah, I'm not selling anything. I'm just uh, yeah, I'm just here. I'm just here hanging out. There you go. I love it. I love it. Folks, if you're on the line uh, listening to this now or uh, in the future via the uh, podcast, wherever podcasts are downloaded for you, uh, take a look at the Colorado kid. Um, Joe, tell them exactly where people can find you. Uh, pretty straightforward. You can go to Colorado kid on YouTube. It should come up by now. It, it, hopefully it won't be the Colorado kid. Don't click on that guy. Click on the Colorado kid. All right. California, Colorado. And then on Instagram, I think honestly, like I put a lot of stuff on there because it's short form and it's easy to just do, you know, versus producing a full video for YouTube. So there's a lot of funny stuff that I do on IG that uh, is worth seeing. So it's just Cali Roto, Cali Roto Kid on Instagram. That's really the two platforms I focus on. 
uh, Facebook's just reposts and I, I can't, I don't have physical time for anything else at this point. I'm trying to get the podcast thing underway and, and maybe I'll work on that. And, but yeah, there, for now, just go there and I'll, I'll, everything you would need to know about me should be there. Nice. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Joe, the Cali Rado kid. Thanks, man, for being on the show tonight. Really, really appreciated your time. Great talking to you. And hey, when you get down here in California or Southern California in July, uh, make sure we all get together. We, we definitely have to ride. It's going to be a fun, fun time. Yep. I better get a lot of screen time, Mark. We'll get you. We'll get you in screen. Lots of screen time with that handsome mustache for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and folks, take a look. Uh, Colorado Kid on YouTube and the Dirt Days video that he's been working on for, geez, at least a couple weeks now uh, is going to be dropping here soon. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, I'll be on there for sure, checking that thing out when it drops. And uh, thanks again for everything you're doing for the whole mountain bike community, your trail advocacy, and uh, all your skill set that you're bringing into the sport. We definitely are lucky to have you. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to feel so bad when this video turns out really terrible, by the way, like I spent like two weeks editing it. People <laughs> were like, I was dumb. Like you should have just put it out immediately. <laughs> no, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Oh, Positive mindset, man. When yeah. that thing launches, it's going to be great. It's going to uh, do a lot of good things for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, it's more important that, that it highlights the event, highlights MTB NorCal. And that's, what's important to me. I don't care how it does globally. It doesn't matter what, what I want is to show how cool and amazing thing they did like that's so awesome so yeah that's what it is and uh i think it's a good representation of what it is what it was there yeah, you go there you go ladies and gentlemen dirt days colorado kid the video is coming soon and uh don't forget to uh, like and subscribe colorado kids videos check them out you guys won't be disappointed and we'll catch you guys all on the next podcast have a good night everybody i'm gonna do the lens cap thing you ready where you put the lens cap and it goes like that Ooh. Oh, there we go. Wait, are oh, we still alive? No, we're oh, still we're okay, Hold on, let me do it again. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> we're still okay. We're still, okay. I can't do it. I'll just give it yeah, right there. Just, crashing dad will be proud. He's hey, Senders. Thanks for tuning in to that episode with the Cali Rado kid. Hope you learned something from him. Definitely a great guy. Super funny. Go ahead and give him a look. If you haven't had a chance, um, subscribe to his YouTube channel. He's definitely working hard over there to bring entertainment to us in the mountain bike world. He does a lot of great things for trail advocacy as well. So check him out at the Calirado Kid on YouTube as well as Calirado Kid on Instagram. And I promise you won't be disappointed. Special thank you again to the supporters of the show. Thank you to YT Industries. Don't forget to live uncaged. Thank you to Tasco, 7IDP, and Spy Optic. Really appreciate all the support. And thank you to all you senders who tune in on a weekly basis and all the support on Instagram and on the YouTube channel. Wouldn't have a platform if it wasn't for you, so I really appreciate it. Until next week, everybody, hope you guys are all sending it well, whether it be at work, at home with the family, or on the bike. Have a good time, and remember, all of your hard work will always pay off. See you guys on the next episode.